Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Social Enterprise Alliance podcast. Today, we're excited to welcome Antonio Blazovic. Antonio Blazovic is the autistic owner of Neurodiversity Advisors, a certified disabled-owned business enterprise. Antonio has master's degrees in business and geography. Neurodiversity Advisors offers consulting services to businesses on how to increase the hiring of persons with disabilities. In October, Neurodiversity Advisors is celebrating National Disability Employment Awareness Month, so we're really excited to have Antonio on the podcast today. Let's welcome Antonio to the podcast. Well, Antonio, thank you so much again for joining us today. We're really excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah, likewise. I'm I'm very excited to be here on the SEA podcast. (laughs) It's wonderful. Well, first of all, we just kind of want to hear a little bit more about your story and how you first got involved in social enterprise. Well, I've always been a big fan of social enterprises, uh, even before I joined SEA. Whenever I go out for a while, like a cup of coffee or a bite to eat or whatnot, I usually try to seek out places that are social enterprises. Kind of like today, when I was in Lexington, I sought out this place, this coffee shop that employs people who have drug problems, and you support them by you know going to the shop and buying coffee or some cakes or cookies or whatnot. Uh, I love those types of businesses. You know, rather support them versus you know like the chains like Starbucks. But my personal story is that I was in graduate school uh, about a couple years ago, attempting to get a doctorate. Uh, didn't work out, but we were talking about uh, human resources and business related stuff, and I kind of put two and two together and you know I'm, I'm autistic and there's a really huge employment gap when it comes to people who are autistic and have other types of neurodevelopmental disabilities disabilities in general you know have a higher unemployment rate and the unemployment rate specifically for people who are autistic can range up to 85 percent the rates for Autistics who do have a college degree, it's a lot higher than that. So it's kind of strange that autistics with high school diploma, they actually have a better employment outlooks versus people who are college educated. So that definitely needs to change. And that's what a lot of self-advocates like myself are doing. We are pushing to change how people are hired and the hiring process. So... Yeah. I love that. Not only just from the consumer perspective, but, you know, of course, your own personal journey and story. Without question, the power of social enterprise is to empower and lift up everybody, you know, every stakeholder. So, well, let's dive in specifically. I want to hear more about your work at Neurodiversity Advisors. And when a social enterprise is thinking about expanding their reach, expanding their impact, especially in the employment, uh, area of their organization, where does neurodiversity advisors come in and help out? 
well, we could help out with training the management and training your employees on how to hire and how to accommodate differently able people. So yeah, we can listen to what your needs are and we can fulfill those needs by connecting with organizations that are in the area that are government agencies, other nonprofits to help source labor from people who deserve a chance at working. Yeah, that's really awesome. I'm curious what your thoughts are on what are the greatest myths about neurodiversity in the workplace today? I think a lot of biggest myths is that we're cold. Interesting. We're not we're not cold at all. Yeah. Uh, we may look a little more standoffish. Sometimes we can be just totally focused on the task at hand. And you know, that can be kind of put off maybe for some people. There's definitely one or a few reasons why there could be such a high unemployment rate. Um, also, really, the interview process as well is really where the biggest hurdle is. Um, the interview process is not designed for autistic people. Yeah, I'd love to explore that a little bit more. I think that one of the challenges of any population that is underserved or underrepresented is oftentimes a lack of unknown, mm -hmm. right? Or the lack of the known. And, um, you know, I think many of us might be listening that have never considered diversity in this neurodevelopment area. So what does it look like for a company or organization to take that first step? It sounds like maybe looking at an interview process would be a good place to begin. Yeah. What is a framework for beginning that process? You really just need to be open-minded about who you're hiring and how your hiring practices are. Um, a lot of companies, they have like one specific mindset and then they hire people based on that specific mindset. And then you kind of have that group mentality, which I believe is one of the reasons why diversity is so great because there's a lot of talk against diversity these days, especially looking at the presidential campaign. But diversity breaks that cycle of groupthink. People from different backgrounds, different mindsets, bringing ideas from different backgrounds and ways of thinking makes your company a lot better. Gives it a huge competitive advantage versus your competitors. Yeah, I, I want to share a little bit of a story to validate that point in a minute. But um, opening up your perspective, re recognizing that diversity is a way to broaden and strengthen your company is, and so therefore it's an asset. What specifically within the interview process can be changed to be inclusive? Uh, well, one of the things you could do is to just give the interview questions in advance. There really shouldn't be no like gotcha questions in there. Be very, very exact on the wording of your questions so there's no ambiguity. Really try to avoid open-ended questions. Open-ended questions for some people definitely can cause a problem because they really don't know what to think. Also, don't judge you know, if we're not looking you straight in the eye. A lot of people who are autistic, they do have that issue with uh, looking people dead in the eye. And through a lens of nonverbal communications, that means that you're lying 
If you're not looking somebody in the eye, you're a liar. That's not the case. We tend to be very honest, very truthful, very loyal in general. So, yeah, I mean, that's a couple of the things that you should do to change the interview process. I mean, there's probably a lot more that can be done. You really need to just focus on organizations that outreach to autistics and other persons with disabilities, specifically organizations that are actually run by people with disabilities. That's very important. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really great and helpful insight. Um, once you know, you've know you adjusted your interview process and you're now the employer of someone who's autistic or is neurodiverse in some way or has another disability, what do you recommend for making the workplace itself an inclusive work environment? Right. Well, the first thing you need to do is just ask the employee you hired and see what kind of accommodations they need. Majority of accommodations are less than 500 bucks. You know, majority of them are free, actually. Wow. You know, so there's really no excuse not to have any kind of accommodations. Most of them, you know, it could be just uh, like wearing a hat in the office because, you, know, you know, if you have like a lot of fluorescent light, some people, they do have that sensitivity to light and will need to wear like a brimmed hat, you know, it kind of like blocks out the light. Also, you know, if you're in a noisy environment, if it's no safety issues, then yeah, you know, a lot of them have like headphones. But yeah, just listen to the people that you hire because they're the best people to know. They know what they need. It's very simple. Yeah, I love kind of the thinking and insight in this space. And as I mentioned earlier, I actually do have some experience uh, having someone in our team who was autistic was a strength and it added to who we were. So it was really great to have him and, and get his insights. And I'm hearing that we did a few things correct. Uh, I do love how you brought up the safety issue uh, as well. Um, there was one time where we couldn't find our teammate and we didn't know where he was. And it turned out he got uh, to a point where he was overwhelmed and um, he left the property and completely understand. And it wasn't anything that anybody did. But then it was also a great way for us to enter a conversation just around the safety aspect. Like, it's cool if you leave, if that's the modification or, or adjustment needed. But we were concerned, hey, if there was a fire, you know, we, we would have to know where that person yeah, exactly, is. Exactly. You want to have a count of uh, everybody who's working over there. A simple combination of that would just be to just have a quiet room. Right. Yeah. I just, I do love, and I want to validate just how he was just such a gift to our team. The job that he applied for was perfect. The His autism spectrum enhanced his work. And so I, I just love the work that you're doing and bringing that to the table and making sure that we are including this as part of the conversation when we think about diversity as a whole. Yeah, Antonio, this is really helpful information. And, you know, you run neurodiversity advisors, and it's a consulting practice for these exact kinds of questions. So how can people get in touch with you in order to access your services and make their companies more inclusive of neurodiverse individuals? You can uh, look me up on LinkedIn. 
my page is Neurodiversity Advisors, and my name is uh, Antonio Blaze Alexander. Uh, you can go to neurodiversityadvisors.com, or you can email me at antonio at neurodiversityadvisors.com. And uh, October is your Disability Awareness Month, so I definitely will be available for any companies that want speakers. Just let me know. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And, you know, thank you for your work, for your um, perseverance. I'm sure that that's a huge factor of just being able to help other people is pushing through. And that's one of the aspects of being in this sector of social entrepreneurship is working through a lot of different challenges and taking them on and as a result, making the world a better place. So really appreciate you being a part of that. Yeah, social entrepreneurship is such a huge thing that it can do for the world and for this country. The void that it could fill, you know, where government services uh, can't reach everybody, unfortunately. But social enterprises can fill that void. And that's really what our focus is, you know, as social entrepreneurs should be at. Fantastic. So awesome. Thank you so much for chatting with us today, Antonio. 